We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this edition of the show. I'm Chase Parham, and today I'm going to talk with Tyler Siski. You know him from McCready and Siski on the MPW Digital Network. They have shows three days a week. He and Neil McCready my co-host on the Oxford Exxon podcast. And then Tower was also the uh, head of recruiting at Ole Miss and Alabama in his past life. So he knows a lot about prospects, knows a lot about what uh, guys look like at the high school level, that what they need to look like at the high school level before getting to college. He and I were both in attendance for Startville High School's win over Oxford in the second round of the playoffs last week. And uh, Braylon Burnside, wide receiver at Startville, athlete for Starkville, play some defense as well. We, uh, we saw him play, so I wanted to ask Tyler about him. Burnside's a guy who's committed to Mississippi State for a long time, but Ole Miss now a favorite to land him. He's making his commitment in a couple months at the Under Armour All-American game. So uh, let's get a little more information on Burnside. Also, since Tyler was on multiple Ole Miss staffs over the last decade, just over a decade, Egg Bowl on Thursday night. Motivation, what you're looking for, ways to plan for it. What does he kind of remember from his time there? What uh what do you look for? What 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 works and what doesn't preparing a team for the uh the egg bowl. So how and I discuss that and a few more topics on this uh, kind of abbreviated edition of the show. We're gonna have some more podcasts coming up starting here, probably next week. Shorter versions, hitting some topics that aren't necessarily what normally come out on the podcast, maybe even a new podcast to uh, to call that. But that's for another day. For now, let's go ahead, let's get into it. Tower Siski discussing Braylon Burnside. And the Egg Bowl here on the Oxford Exxon Podcast and the MPW Digital Network. Tyler Siski now joining the show. You can find him on McCready and Siski uh, three times a week right now, Tyler. What's going on? What do you, what, what's, what's, what's the schedule for you guys? Yeah, three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at uh, 2 p.m. Central on the MPW YouTube channel and anywhere you can find your MPW. There you go. All MPW Digital Podcasts presented by Twisted T, the joke that you and I were just making a second ago. So uh, we're going to jump into Braylon Burnside. You, uh, you've you seen him in person a couple times this season, I would assume. I know you and I both watched him in the uh, second round of the 7A state playoffs as Stark, Starkville knocked off Oxford 20 to nothing last uh, Friday in Oxford. They move on. They play Madison Central this Friday for the uh, north half 
title. And uh, he's a guy who's committed to Mississippi State for a long time, about five months. He is going to make his final decision in January at the Under Armour All-American game. Ole Miss appears to be the favorite. Alabama kind of lingering around as well for him at this point. But I, I, I guess you've been doing this for a long time. We'll start off here. What do you see in him as a uh, as a next-level prospect? You know, he's got, he's got a unique body type. Um, he's 5'11 and a half, 200-pound kid, um, and that's verified. I don't know what he's listed, but that's that's how tall he is, and that's how much he weighs right now. So, uh, but he has a he's he's really really big in his lower half. Um, you know, he, I don't think he's a receiver. I, I wouldn't recruit him as a receiver. I know you got to recruit him to whatever you got to recruit him as. Um, I, I think this kid's a safety and probably a more like a nickel. Um, you know, at receiver, he, he's just you know. I think he can, he's got really good burst and acceleration, has a lot of explosive power. That's one thing. He's got some very if you if you look at his 40 times over the course of his his high school career, he's really up and down. Um but one thing the the redeeming quality that he has with that that I wouldn't really worry about a 40 time is he has legit explosive power and quick twitch in his lower half. Um and and this is he's one of the very few kids. I'd say there's probably one out of every seven to eight skill players, maybe that you see, maybe 10, um, that you don't worry about their 40 time because he's a 35-inch vertical guy. He is a nine-nine broad guy, he's a six-two high jumper. And that 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 shows you he does have to get faster. So if you're looking for a guy. Hey, can he get faster? Yes, this is him. So he's got the actual genetics to do it. Um, with that being said, just a receiver looks a little bit unnatural um, for me. Um, does, doesn't do well with contested catches. You know, if you go and you watch him over the course of his career, a lot of wide open catches he can make, which, you know, he should be if he's a Division One prospect. But uh, he looked really fluid, love his movement skills uh, when he played defense. I loved him as a safety uh, I, I would recruit this guy, you know, especially in in the systems that I've worked in, you know, with Dave Womack and what Kane runs, you know, which is the, you know, basically base nickel, the the husky position or the mm-hmm. nickel true nickel position. Um, every team has them now, um, but I think that's what his. I think that's where he can make money. I think he can be a legitimate dude at that position. Yeah, uh, rivals and everybody else currently ranking him as a wide receiver. By the way, they have him listed at 6'1", 180, so he's heavier and shorter uh, in, in verified numbers than his actual 5'11 ranking. and a half, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, based on what I do for a living, he's 5'11", somewhere between 5'11 and a half and 5'11 and a half, and somewhere between 200.0 uh, and 200.9 pounds. All right, well, uh, we'll, we'll take that for what it uh, for what it is. They have Legend. him. Uh, Rivals has him the 201 national prospect, a 5.8, which is a four star currently in those in the rankings. When you have a kid like that, and he obviously wants to be recruited as a wide receiver, um, it's a glamour position to these high school kids, a guy that, again, you sign him and you figure it out and you go from there on how you handle that. Are you gauging just in general? I get this, you don't know necessarily Burnside, you haven't recruited him personally. But in general, are you gauging their receptiveness to changing later on? Are you able to pick that up in personality types? I mean, how do you sort of handle that when you know that you're having to give a guy an opportunity at one position, but it not might not be where his ceiling is uh, later on? Yeah, you know, usually for young guys, you know, I think the portals change all this, right? 
I mean, I've seen people just straight lie to kids. And usually it's at the quarterback position. That's where you usually get the the lying in the past is, hey, I won't play quarterback. And you look, you look at the guy and you're like, hey, dude, there's no way you're playing quarterback. You know it. I know it. But he's like, oh, I want to play quarterback. Well, usually in the old days, you didn't care about giving those guys a shot because, hey, he'll go there. He's not going to play as a freshman anyway at the position we think he's going to play. Hey, we'll give him a camp. We'll give him a legit shot till he realizes he doesn't belong there. And they will because the kids, if you think you're a quarterback, you get out there and you're like, yeah, this isn't for me. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out quick, right? Um, but in a, in a scenario now, in today's environment, one is you got to play them. Because you don't know if you're going to have them next year. Uh, so you need to get the use out of them. And two, if you go and you lie to the kid like they used to back in the old days, he's going to be pissed and he's going to go in the portal. And he'll go somewhere where they will let him play his position. So it's a little bit different today than it used to be. Um, but And it really depends on the kid. A lot of kids are smart enough to understand. It's like, look, do I think this kid could play receiver at, in the level? Sure, he can. But I think his upside where he could get paid past college, I used to say get paid, but now you can get paid in college. When you could get paid past college, I think he's a legitimate uh, Sunday-type nickel player. I, I think he can play safety and play for a long time, or he can play wide receiver and play for a little while. You know, that that's up to him. But, um, you know, I think you saw You saw him play live the other day, too. He just looked more natural. I don't think he made a catch. He did not make a – I mean, he made – he did the punt return, which – you know, but he did not make a play at wide receiver when he was covered. And I love my Oxford Chargers now. I love them. Go Chargers, go. But, you know, the guys on Saturday are going to be a little bit better at corner than the Oxford Chargers. You know what I mean? And he couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't make a contested catch against the Chargers. So, you know, somebody has to have uh, had the honest conversation with him. Speaking of, I didn't say you prepare for it, but you do kind of like the petty kid a little bit just on the hoof, as, as Yancey would call it back in the day. Dude, I'm glad you brought him up. I was really impressed, like really impressed. And uh, I have to go on record and say this: that Illinois is not a client. Um, and so I did. I did send several text messages just about to all of the Power Five and even some Group of Five that I thought he fit. Uh, I was like, "Hey, I don't know how committed this kid is to Illinois, but y'all need to go check this kid out." Uh, by far, without even up for discussion, the most impressive high school kid I've seen live this year. No, oh. um, really, 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 really impressed. I haven't gone to a lot of games, but um, I've been to enough. Really, really impressed. Um, he's a no-brainer, uh, power five kid. Um, don't be surprised if this one, like he's got the right stuff about him. Like I, I just. I don't know, man. Don't be surprised in today's football. If he doesn't, he may go off. He may come back. You may, you may see him in the future. I can mm-hmm. see this kid in the world of quarterbacks we're in right now. Um, he's extremely under recruited. Uh, arm talent, change arm angles, mobile, really good pocket presence, pocket awareness. I was just, I was, I was really, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I mean, I knew he was committed to Illinois, and I knew the whole thing going in. But he doesn't fit that profile. He, he's, he's legit. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion. 
especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. So whether you're tailgating at the stadium, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate your game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Switching gears a little bit for the uh, last few minutes of uh, this quick little interview, this quick podcast, I appreciate the time, is you've been on multiple Ole Miss staffs uh, headed into an Egg Bowl, and there's been a lot of talk from the media this week about the juxtaposition of Greg Knox being an interim coach and using emotion and just trying to fire his guys up and pulling an upset and keep that bowl streak alive and all that stuff, and then Lane taking a much more systematic approach of, hey, let's get the schedule right, let's get the preparation right and go from there. On the staffs you were on, how what, what did you feel like was the best approach, or did it differ by season on kind of how to handle this game when you were when you were in the locker room? It's different. Um, you know, I was here on the Ole Miss staff with two different head coaches, um, and both of them, this both of them, both Hugh um, and Matt, are both Mississippi guys, right? Mm-hmm. So this game meant it was personal. It meant something to them. And I, I think it took on a little bit more than a normal game, which I wasn't used to. Um, because, like, in the past rivalries I've been involved with, right, like, so when I was at Auburn as a player, our head coach was from West Virginia. You know, and and, I, and ironically, when I was at Alabama, Nick Saban's from West Virginia. It's just another – yeah, they know how important it is to the fans. But I'd be curious in your opinion on this because I, I think it's true. I think the older 
Ole Miss fans and older Mississippi State fans, this game means it's a big, personal, just nasty. It's a it's a toxic rivalry to to the older people, uh, to the younger generations. It's it's a rivalry, but it's not as serious. Does that make sense? Like I, I don't I don't think it's as personal for the younger crowd as it is for the older crowd. It's it's almost annoying for people in my generation. It's the game you most don't want to lose, but it's not necessarily the game you most want to win. Does that make sense? Yeah. You got to hear it. You got to deal with it. It's annoying. Like, it, like I, I think, I think I called another game earlier this year a root canal. But for a lot of Ole Miss fans under a certain age, I think this game's a root canal. I think it's the one you just try to get through and survive it. And when you win, you're just like, there's almost like probably some relief because it beats the hell out of the alternative of losing it and what that's like, especially in Mississippi where you're dealing with friends and family and all the stuff that traditionally comes with that type of rivalry. Um, because I don't. But at the same time, yeah, I, I don't know that it's necessarily when you circle the schedule. Hey, you get one win, who is it? Very few people under a certain age or in general are going to pick State as that, as that one team that, that you do in that way. I, I guess it, 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 it is interesting to me because, and look, you're the ones on the sidelines. I'm not. But the emotion and doing it that way, that might survive for a minute, but that plays out pretty quick, right? I mean, that feels overrated in a lot of ways. You still got to execute yeah. in the game. It's not even like the <clears> – <throat> It's not an emotion that's going to make you play harder. It's not an emotion that's going to make you win the game. It's really the prevention of negative emotion. <laughs> Hand raised guy right here, right? Um, I mean, oh. the last two egg bowls that I was involved in, I got my ass knocked out. Uh, I got I didn't knocked out, but I got hit really hard trying to break up a fight um, that they ejected the wrong number to in that in that in that game. Uh, and that would have been 18 when the uh, we, when we rolled Matt Corral out there. We're out of quarterbacks. We rolled Matt Corral out there um, in that game and got our teeth kicked in. And mm-hmm. then obviously we get we get uh, you know there was a guy that decided to pee in the end zone and got us all fired. You know, so it's really it's really a prevention of the negative emotion than it is a positive emotion. It's a very uh, toxic rivalry. Um, I think. I think you'll see that uh, you're going to see some negative emotion uh, tomorrow, you know, for this Egg Bowl. I think you're going to see, you know, and you got to, as a coach, your biggest uh, point is like, hey, I know it's hard, especially in today's generation, because it's like, you know, nobody wants to let them show show each other up. You know, you can't be, you can't be the getting shown up. So you cannot let them drag, just stay in your game plan, just play the game. Don't worry about all the, all the negative emotion, but it's not really a positive emotion, if that makes sense. In fact, you know, but there is no such thing as positive emotion past the first play. Yeah, you'll be, you're, you know, the old Mike Tyson cliche. Everybody's got a plan to get knocked, get, get knocked in the face, right? So the positive stuff goes away after the first play. It's just managing the negative after that. How valid are Lane's concerns about schedule? How difficult was it to transition from that Saturday to Thursday? Is this as big of a deal as it's played out to be? No. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I'm asking. Oh, uh, I mean, I get that you got to say what you got to say, and I understand. I know how all the the stuff yeah, works. Yeah, like, yeah. But look, man, if you don't know how to throw and catch by this point in time of the season, like you really don't even need to practice. That's the truth. It's really about getting guys back. It's recovery, healthy. isn't it? Yeah, it's recovery, not practice. And it's not. But here's the the crazy thing, Chase. Is so so the fans understand this. It's not about hey every Thursday of the season you're not ready to play. It's it's the last game and it's on a Thursday and it's the accumulation of the dings and bumps and bruises that it takes a little bit longer as the season goes on to get back. And so 
I mean, you could literally do walkthroughs and it's not even going to mess up your timing, you know, or anything like that. Uh, so it's really not about recovery from Saturday. It's recovery from the whole year just to make sure that they're they're fresh and ready to go for, for Thursday. And the unevenness of you would like to have the same amount of time and that first 24 hours be equal to the team you're about to play, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's about travel. It's about the travel, right? Like yeah. you could play, you could play eight o'clock. You mean you play eight p.m. on on the Saturday before if it's at home. You know, it's the it's the tra- people. I don't think the fans understand how long it takes to get back. And okay, I don't care if you're eighteen or if you're forty four. You know, you go and you physically put your body through an SEC football game on the road. And you got to get on a bus or a plane for. I mean, go get cramped up in an eighteen inch space after you've been. Try go try running running a uh, about fifteen miles at forty years old and go sit go sit in a car for five or six hours and see how you feel. I mean, immediately after you run it, go sit in a car for uh-huh. five hours and then see how your body feels when you get out. I mean, that's that's kind of more the problem is the travel than it is the uh, what time the game is. Last thing, what do you expect tomorrow? Um, I'm 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 taking it because I imagine uh, this will come out after our show. I'm taking yeah. the under. Under it fifty five and a half. I'm going. Okay. I'm going under. I think that's that, that's where I'm at. Um, I, I think they're going to play on motion. It's a. I think you can throw records and stuff out in games like this. I think it it stays close. It'll be cold tomorrow night. First time I think anybody's had really had to play in this kind of stuff. Uh, it's going to be. I expect uh, Mississippi State's going to try to shorten the game, um, and. You know, with a running game, I don't know if they can or not. Depends on on how healthy they are. Uh, but they're going to try to shorten the game, uh, run the clock. And I think Ole Miss has to be careful with their offensive line, right? I, I think if you you create, you know, this past week, they had something. I don't know. I stopped counting at eight negative plays. You can't you can't do that in the SEC 11. game. Eleven. Eleven. Up with. So you cannot do that in SEC games and move the ball. And I, I still think with the offense line uh, being dinged up and not a lot of depth, I think they're they're not going to be able to, you know, score like they would if it was three to four weeks ago. Um, so, I think it's going to, negative plays kill drives. Let me back you up one time. You, you said, obviously, that positive emotion is not going to carry you through a game in any way, but in some ways you can throw record books out. What what, what makes that to be the case? What, 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 what pragmatically or tangibly causes that to potentially be a thing? Anxiety, in my opinion. Um, I think games like rivalry games. All right. So example, when if it if the if it's a big rivalry game, and I think this is where you, probably Lane has a little bit of advantage with this because he doesn't, I mean, look, he doesn't give a shit about it. you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, another yeah. Hey, I, I get what he's gotta say, what he's gotta say. It means a lot to the other people. Okay. All right. But when you're when you're coaching on a staff that that has I mean and the players feel they it, it falls down, right? So if your head coach is excited about the game and wants to win the game, the players are too, right? And so when you go and you're supposed to to win the game and it's a big game and all this stuff, and then things start, maybe you get a negative play. It, it comp the negative emotion compounds. And so when I say it throws, you see a lot of these robbery games when there's a lot of emotion. It's usually a lower scoring game because with on offense you can't you can't be you can't play full of anxiety and then if you're on down defense if you're, you start busting you start doing you know getting out of gaps trying to do too much and 
you know, you, you just have to continue to preach in games like this. Do your job. Don't try to do anybody else's job. I don't need a I don't need a superhero. I just need you to fill a gap. I don't need you to fill A, B, and C because when you try to do that, you get out of your gap and they cut back and stuff. And it, you know, that's what you that's what you see, you know, all the time. You know, you saw it. I know this is crazy, but I'm going to use a different game. But last week, you know, Georgia's playing Tennessee and, and they put this whole thing about they've been scored on the first drive. And you got and you got a backside backer that's that's trying to over, you know, trying to flow on an overflow trying to do somebody else's job. He gets out of his gap and they misfit it and he hits it for 70 yards. That's all it takes is one person to to not do their job for a play to work or not work. So where can folks find you? Obviously MPW Digital, all the podcasts everybody's aware of by now, but social channels. What do you uh, what do you got? Where you at? Yeah, let's do the uh let's do the McCready and Siski podcast TikTok. We're almost all right. we're almost monetized there. And uh we're getting really close to being monetized there. So uh that will be because this this TikTok thing, man, if we can get monetized, that's that's got coin in it. So let's do let's do the let's do the McCready Siski. And if you don't have a TikTok, just steal somebody's phone, download it, and just, just hit subscribe. Hit that's subscribe, it. man. And that's all you gotta do. Don't have to ever go look at it. Just hit subscribe. And we're we're almost there. East Tower Siski. Appreciate it, bud. All right, man. Thank you.